Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 21 of season 2. This week we're studying Matthew chapters 21 through 23, Mark chapter 11, Luke chapters 19 and 20, and John chapter 12. Uh, these readings detail the account of Jesus' triumphal entry uh, into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And in the recent 2023 General Conference, um, that the Sunday uh, day of General Conference was actually held on Palm Sunday. And there were multiple references to that holy day and what it means. And so I encourage you, as many church leaders have, to make a regular study of the most recent General Conference. Uh, I think as you study the talks over and over, you're going to learn what the Lord has to teach you. And I think it's wonderful to tune in on conference weekend, to have a journal ready, and to uh, record the impressions that the Spirit gives you. But in my experience, Revelation tends to come over time as well. Um, Elder Bednar talks about how it's often like the sunrise, that uh, li more light comes little by little. And so I think by studying the conference talks over time, then we're allowing for that um, that opportunity to get the further light and revelation that the Lord wants us to have instead of just limiting it to that weekend. So that's something I encourage you to do. Now, in, in this week's readings, one theme that stood out to me is the importance of action and, and follow through and not just saying that we're going to do something. Um, one of the primary examples in there was the example of the fig tree that Jesus saw at a distance. He thought, that's great. There's a tree that's going to have figs and I'm hungry. It had blooms on it. And that signified typically that a tree had fruit. Uh, but when the Savior came close, he saw that it just had leaves and no figs and he cursed the tree. I think as we strive to become more excellent disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to put our actions first. I think that actions are the fruit of discipleship. The symbol of our covenant keeping um, should be that we follow and act on the Savior's commandments and not just say that we're going to do that. Another example of discipleship in action is found in Luke 19, the account of Zacchaeus, uh, starting in verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was. For he could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. There's a couple things that I love about this account. Um, first, it's important to understand that Zacchaeus was a publican. Publicans were Jews who had kind of broken tradition, from their Jewish counterparts and they had aligned with the Roman Empire. Oftentimes they were tax collectors. So um, usually they were seen as second class Jews and maybe even traitors by um, their fellow brothers and sisters. And oftentimes the name publican is used in the same breath as the disobedient. The New Testament often refers to things as publicans and sinners. So um, because of that, Zacchaeus probably found little favor among his Jewish counterparts. But when Jesus came, um, Zacchaeus wanted to see him so badly that he made a considerable effort to do so. The first thing I love about this story is that even though Zacchaeus was short and couldn't see over the crowd, he didn't give up. He climbed a tree so he could see the Savior. 
This is an excellent example of emotional resilience, specifically tenacity, when we are willing to go the extra, extra distance, even though our first efforts might have failed. And it's important to remember that our efforts are going to fail all the time. Failure is a part of life. It's a part of trying. And if we <clears throat> lose steam at the first failure, then we're unlikely to succeed much over time. So as we develop patterns of tenacity and diligence in our lives, we'll be able to deal more effectively with the emotional issues that we face. Uh, the second thing I love about this story is that Jesus noticed Zacchaeus and his efforts, and he said, today I must abide at thy house. Now, I'm sure that there was no immediate need for Jesus to be with Zacchaeus, but he recognized the good that it would do. And when we make the effort, the Lord notices. It's like we've talked about in these podcasts before. We have to act first, and then the Lord does his part subsequently. And in this case, Zacchaeus went the extra mile and climbed the tree. The Lord didn't come find Zacchaeus in his house. He didn't part the crowd and look for him just standing there behind all the taller people. He waited for Zacchaeus to act, and then he noticed him. So remember, when you want your life to improve, you must take steps to make this happen. The Lord will do his part first, but many times he waits for us to act. Uh, lastly, let's talk about the account in Matthew 22, when the Savior was once again tempted by one of his detractors, trying to catch him in some sort of trap. And we'll start in verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's another just perfect example of the Savior's um, elegant answers. And it's one that we continue to refer to many times today as we, as we talk about how all the commandments that Heavenly Father has given us can be summarized in either loving God or loving our neighbor. But what I find interesting is in the second great commandment, um, it's not just to love our neighbor, it's to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, I don't think that means that if we hate ourselves, that we can hate our neighbor. I think the commandment is, assumes that we will have an appropriate and healthy love for ourselves, and then we should extend that type of love to others. But oftentimes, we don't have a healthy love for ourselves. Sometimes feelings of anxiety and depression become so overwhelming that we become highly self-critical. And I believe that such thoughts are contrary to the second great commandment. And I'm not trying to indict us all as sinners here. I'm just saying that we need to understand what the Lord has asked us to do and that we need to have appropriate self-love and compassion. I think we need to try to feel about us how the Savior feels about us. Have you ever, and I, have you ever stopped to notice your self-talk? Uh, sometimes I do this and I try to become more aware of the thoughts I have on a regular basis. And oftentimes I'm surprised at how many negative thoughts I have about myself. Usually they're just little things like you didn't do that right or you're falling behind in this area, but the cumulative effect of these thoughts can create significant mental health issues. Alma taught this to his son Helaman in Alma chapter 37, verse six. He says, now you may suppose that this is foolishness in me, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And small, small means in many instances doth confound the wise. 
I think what Alma is teaching is that small and simple things can have a significant effect in our lives as over time they can combine to become a powerful force. Now, Alma teaches that this is true with good things, but the same principle holds true with bad things. The cumulative effect of thousands of small negative thoughts about ourselves can ultimately result in feelings of self-hate and self-loathing, which is inconsistent with the command to love ourselves. Uh, so try not to get caught in this trap. As much as possible, try to become aware of your thoughts. And if you have negative or critical thoughts about yourself, try to confront them and, and replace them with more accurate ones. Almost every person I've met who is highly critical of others usually has a lot of negative feelings towards her or himself. I think negativity breeds negativity. As we eliminate negative and self-deprecating thoughts, we can increase in self-confidence and improve our love for ourselves, which I think will eventually improve our love for other people. Now, I always end my podcast with an invitation to act. And as you listen to these, uh, just choose which ones you think will work best for you. Don't try to do all of them because that could become easily overwhelming. So for this, uh, for this invitation, I'd invite you over the next week or so, try to pay close attention to the thoughts that you have about yourself. Uh, maybe write them down and describe them. Are they overly negative? Are they usually positive? Uh, maybe write down a few of the more common judgments that you make about yourself and then analyze them. If those self-judgments are more negative than positive, then try to write down more accurate and less judgmental versions of those thoughts and then strive to employ those new uh, corrected thoughts in your daily perceptions about yourself. I do have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement these weekly invitations. Uh, to get those, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, I invite you to subscribe so that you can easily access new episodes each week and uh, share this podcast with others if you find it helpful. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.